what is up friends and enemies it's great to see you here for my first ever podcast episode wow you'll notice that i don't have a catchy intro or catchy music and that is because i am not doing this to be the next best podcaster unfortunately um i'm just here to share my advice that you definitely didn't ask for and probably don't really want um because it seems like a fun idea and staying inside 24 7 during a pandemic is kind of boring also my boyfriend bought me this fancy microphone for christmas and i feel like it would kind of be a waste of money if i never used it so adam if you're listening this one's for you bud so getting into the podcast today's episode is going to be about alcohol dependency Um, my personal experience with alcohol dependency, and some tips and advice I have for battling that dependency. Now, here's my disclaimer. This is not a podcast episode about alcoholism or dealing with long-term serious alcohol addiction. That should definitely be handled by a professional, and I am in no way, shape, or form a professional. (laughs) This is just my experience going through a period of an unhealthy relationship with alcohol, and then some advice on how to help yourself if you are dealing with a similar dependency on alcohol. So, let's just jump right into it, shall we? I'm going to start by talking about my relationship with alcohol, and how my problematic drinking habits came to be. So let's take this party all the way back to the worst time in everyone's lives, high school. When I was in high school, I was not a cool kid. (laughs) I definitely thought I was, but I surely was not. Um, You know, I smoked a little weed, I drank a little alcohol, but I didn't really do much other than sit at home on my computer for eight hours straight. I didn't hang out with the cool kids that threw parties, so I never really got invited anywhere where there were lots of drinking or drugs going on. When I got to college, though, during my first semester, I got way more into smoking weed and drinking because I actually had a friend group now. Um, Or you could call them a friend group, but for the most part, it was just other people who happened to live in a close proximity to me where we spent a lot of time together for a year, and um, I don't think I talked to most of them anymore. (laughs) But regardless of the true nature of our friendships, we were going to parties, staying up late drinking and smoking, and just enjoying the newfound freedoms of college life together. During my second semester of college, I ended up getting a job which involved being randomly drug tested. So the weed stopped, obviously, and I switched to only drinking. Also, around this time, I met the boy that I dated pretty much all through college, who, among many other problematic behaviors, enjoyed using alcohol to drown his problems and treat his depression and anxiety. So since I was an impressionable 18-year-old and he was 21, I sort of began to mimic that and it became something that I did frequently too. I have always dealt with anxiety, especially social anxiety. And during your early college years, most of your time is spent meeting new people and being in new situations, which was a significant cause of stress for me. I started to notice that when I was drinking, I wasn't anxious. I was more confident, happy, 
excited, going with the flow, talking to people who I normally wouldn't talk to, and I just felt better overall when I was drinking. Now, that's not to say that I physically felt good. I usually ended up nauseous and with a major headache, but I felt more confident and like I was being the person that I wished I was, not the person I actually was, which typically involved a lot of standing in corners and feeling awkward at parties. From that point forward, when I was in college, I kept drinking pretty frequently. I noticed that I definitely drank more than most of my peers at college, so it would be typical for me to have a drink every night with dinner or come home on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and get a little tipsy. I would never get like blackout drunk every night, but I was drinking more than I noticed that my friends were or my roommate was. They wouldn't be drinking on the weekdays or by themselves. They would really only be drinking when they were hanging out with their friends or being social. For me, drinking was something that I would do by myself when I was doing homework, eating a meal, things like that. So it just felt like I drank a little more often than the people around me, but I never felt like it was anything too out of control when I was in college. So then after I graduated college, I did a service year for a year, and during that time, my drinking definitely got a little heavier, as I was now living the typical, note, soul-sucking, capitalist life of working full-time, being exhausted all of the time, and not having enough money or time to do anything I enjoyed. (laughs) Again, I sort of noticed this, but just wrote it off as a part of life and a part of growing older, which is so depressing um that same year around april or maybe may so like right around when the pandemic began something pretty bad happened in my personal life and that coupled with the pandemic pretty much just caused me to completely spiral out of control for a bit i began drinking much more heavily at least two to three alcoholic drinks per night every night every week. I probably got to the point of being drunk at least five out of the seven nights a week. So you can imagine when you keep this kind of schedule, you wake up not feeling good, you go to sleep not feeling good, you're sluggish all day, you just don't feel good. (laughs) But it becomes addicting to the point where it's worth it to feel awful all day. If it means feeling good and light and free for a few hours, it becomes like a medicine that takes you away from the emotional problems that you're dealing with and shuts your brain off and just makes you feel good and loose and makes you not have to think about everything that is causing you to want to get drunk in the first place. And once you get into this cycle of drinking every night or even most nights, it's so hard to decide to just not drink on certain nights like those sober nights feel boring life feels bland and you just spend the entire time wishing you could have a drink and when you're feeling that way you often will just give in you'll make an excuse or come up with a reason and just tell yourself okay well I'll try again tomorrow so that basically became my new reality sometimes I would start drinking as early as three o'clock in the afternoon Sometimes I drink a lot, sometimes I wouldn't drink as much, but regardless of the timing or quantity, I was drinking almost every night, and I usually got to the point of being tipsy pretty much 
every night. (laughs) It would be extremely rare for me to go a day without at least one alcoholic drink. So this pattern carried on until around July or August when I ended up having a very sudden onset medical issue and in an effort to try to alleviate some of my symptoms, I pretty much stopped drinking entirely. (laughs) Um, The issue was gastrointestinal, which sort of helped because the alcohol was really irritating my stomach. So I just felt better when I wouldn't drink. And for the next four to five months, I completely cut back on my drinking. So I was now drinking maybe once a week. And if I did drink one night, it was just one drink and one drink only. Because anything more than that, I would just start to feel sick and it would be worth it for me to just stop. With all that being said, it's really hard to say how long it would have taken or if I would have ever stopped drinking so frequently if this health issue hadn't happened. Because when you're in that cycle, I mean, when I was drinking that heavily, I didn't think anything was wrong. And I know that I said earlier that I never felt like it was out of control when I was in college, but I don't think anyone who is experiencing alcohol dependency is ever going to be in the thick of it and be self-aware enough to realize that it's actually getting really bad. You just make excuses for your behavior. And my excuses were that it's a pandemic. And I was feeling hurt and frustrated by a problem in my relationship. And so, yeah, I want to drink and I'm going to let myself drink because, you know, I need to let myself have some sort of release. I need something, anything that will help me relax, shut my brain off and let me exist peacefully without the burden of everything that was going on in the world and in my personal life just sitting on my shoulders. And so if you spend enough time justifying it to yourself And even more so if you get external justification, even if they don't have the full story, which I'll talk about a bit later, um, you really start to convince yourself that it's okay behavior. And it's very easy to tell yourself that it's not that bad, that it's not that big of a problem, and that just having one drink every night isn't that big of a deal, that everybody has a drink with dinner, so what's a drink or two or three more? You'll tell yourself, I deserve it, it's been a hard week, I need to relax, blah, blah, blah. So like I mentioned earlier, it's impossible for me to say whether I would have actually stopped on my own accord had I not been basically forced to by this medical issue. So now that we've got my life story out of the way... (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about what happens, or at least what happened to me, when you're finally able to pull yourself out of this dependency on alcohol. The first couple of days, the first couple of weeks, the first couple of days, the first couple of weeks are definitely the most difficult. Um... You feel sad. (laughs) I mean, when you're drunk, life is interesting. Hanging out on the couch watching TV seems more fun. Everything is funnier and anxiety and stress pretty much just go out the window. So when you switch to living life on sober mode, as I like to call it, everything feels very dull and boring at the beginning. When you were drinking every day, you created a new baseline for your emotions and mental state. Switching to being sober every day means that you need to recalibrate that baseline and that takes time. If you can hold on and push through that discomfort, 
If you can hold on and push through that discomfort, life will become normal again and being drunk will become the occasional change in emotions and feelings and not the expectation. Another added bonus of cutting out alcohol is that your body starts to work better. You're staying much more hydrated overnight, so you wake up feeling better, less groggy, less confused, and without that terrible feeling like you haven't had water in three days. You're also putting a lot less stress on your liver and your stomach. So like I mentioned earlier, alcohol irritates your stomach a lot. Also, no more hangovers. Hallelujah! When I stopped drinking, I also started trying to eat slightly better, emphasis on slightly, which meant I had an added bonus of losing about 10 pounds without trying too hard. Alcohol is a lot of empty calories, and not only that, it actually makes you hungrier. So after taking in a bunch of excess liquid calories, now your body wants more. It's just, it's terrible. So all of these benefits are great, um, but unfortunately, the dependency and cravings for alcohol are very difficult to break. And sometimes the benefits just aren't enough to keep you sober. When you're used to drinking at night and you're used to having some sort of alcoholic drink, whether it's a glass of wine, a beer, a hard seltzer, whiskey, anything like that, and you decide you want to stop, it's hard to just stop cold turkey and switch to something like water every night. Water is boring. (laughs) No water hate here. Um, If you know me at all, you know I love water and always have my water bottle close by, but like it's boring. Now, you definitely don't want to replace the alcoholic drink with soda. Um, Side note, though, if that's the only thing that's going to work for you, then just do it because breaking the dependency on alcohol is worth it. But the problem with soda is that it has the same type of empty excess calories and increased hunger that alcohol does. So the drink that helps me a lot and the strategy which I still use to this day. In fact, I did it last night and was like, wow, I need to mention this in this episode is seltzer water. Seltzer water is great because you can buy it in a can, which will mimic the feeling of drinking a beer or a hard seltzer. It has carbonation, just like a beer or a hard seltzer or most alcohol, and it tastes really good and different than water, which is important, and has no calories. So it's the perfect replacement um, as long as it works for you. In addition to all that, it gives you that opportunity to have a drink at night that you're looking forward to, not just drinking water with your dinner and feeling bland. If you're like me, and you also just drink a cup of coffee in the morning and then water all day, alcohol became that nighttime drink that I would look forward to, similar to how I would look forward to my coffee in the morning. But we are not diving into caffeine dependency today because you can pry my coffee from my cold dead hands. Um, But anyways, seltzer or flavored water or sparkling water, anything like that, can replace alcohol in this way and become that special drink that you reserve for having with dinner or sometime before bed. To this day, like I mentioned, whenever I feel a craving to drink and it's not one of the nights where I'm allowing myself to have an alcoholic drink, I grab a seltzer instead and it pretty much always takes the craving away. So I would highly recommend at least trying that method. Another way to help fight off these cravings is to just sit with yourself for a minute and come up with your personal reasons as to why you don't want to be dependent on alcohol anymore. Once you have a few of your main reasons, remind yourself of these reasons when you're struggling and really craving a drink. So for example, one of these reasons could be that you like who you are better when you're sober and you're able to have complete control over your emotions and what you say. Another could be that you don't like feeling sick when you wake up in the morning. 
so you're tired of waking up groggy, tired, and with a headache. So remind yourself of what comes as a result of choosing to have too much to drink that night. You're going to get a few hours of feeling really good, and then you might have to deal with six hours of feeling awful the next day. So just ask yourself, is that really worth it? I think what's most important is finding a mixture of strategies that works best for you. Sometimes reminding yourself of reasons why you want to stay sober just isn't going to work. Your mind is going to convince you that it's just not that big of a deal to have a few drinks that night. So having multiple strategies at your disposal should really help when trying to fight off these cravings. In my experience, at least, you won't ever really stop craving it. Once you've found something like this that sort of takes away your problems and just makes you feel good, you're never going to stop wanting that feeling back. But it's just sort of about getting ahead of that and knowing that indulging in it is ultimately going to be so much worse for you and your health and sometimes even the people around you. So hopefully those tips are helpful. I know they're a little broad and may seem somewhat obvious, but like I said, I was in a weird situation where I was forced to stop and that made it much easier to have something holding me accountable before I was ready to hold myself accountable. So what I want to share next is a bit about what I've learned since cutting back on my alcohol intake and reflecting on that period in my life and just some thoughts that I want to share with you guys about what it was like going through this very confusing, stressful, scary time. (laughs) So I didn't really start thinking about my alcohol dependency until a couple months ago. At that point, I had already stopped drinking heavily for like four to five months And during that time, I just wasn't really thinking about it. I kind of just thought, okay, I have this medical issue. I have to stop drinking for right now. Once I get this sorted out, I can go back to the way that it was and go back to drinking and just, you know, hanging out and indulging. But what actually happened was having to stop sort of stuck for me. Because I dug myself out of that fog and I was forced to sit with my emotions and everything that I was dealing with that I had been ignoring, I was able to become a better person and know myself better and as a result, have better relationships with others and with myself. The alcohol dependency was stopping me from being able to move forward and heal from what had happened in my relationship. It stopped me from being able to manage my anxiety, and it stopped me from being more in tune with myself. And this is because, like I've been saying, it gave me the option to not have to think about these things or deal with them, to just pretend that these things weren't there. And that made healing from those issues and rebuilding and working on myself so much more difficult because I was just pretending like everything was fine. So forcing myself to stay sober forced me to have to sit with the parts of myself and my life that made me sad, that made me stressed, that made me uncomfortable. And through acknowledging that, instead of ignoring it, I was finally able to heal and move on. And the more that I was able to heal and move on and understand myself better, the less I felt like I needed alcohol to take me away from reality. When I was dealing with that medical issue, it was dragged out for way longer than it should have been because of incompetent doctors and a broken medical system, hashtag Medicare for all. This only added to my stress because I didn't know what was going on. And one of the possibilities for what could be causing my symptoms was pretty serious. And I had at least one doctor's appointment a week, was going through so many difficult and uncomfortable tests, had a few traumatic experiences, and they still couldn't tell me what was going on. What this time showed me, though, is that I could get through all of those emotions, stress, fear, anxiety, frustration, without needing alcohol, without needing to shut my brain off. I could sit with it, 
I could feel all those emotions sober and it was hard and uncomfortable and I hated it in the moment. But what it taught me was that I could get through these difficult times in my life without alcohol. I finally didn't need it. And that was freeing. If you find yourself often in situations where you feel like you need a drink, you know, like you have a bad day at work or you're tired or you're frustrated or you're happy even, anytime you're telling yourself that you need a drink is when you should really reflect on what is going on and if what you're doing is really healthy. Ask yourself if you're able to feel those emotions, frustrated, scared, happy, without needing alcohol. And if you can, then perfect. Grab a drink, let yourself enjoy it in moderation. But if you need the alcohol to deal with these feelings, that's where the issue lies. And it's hard. It's hard to admit that to yourself. I think anyone who deals with or has dealt with alcohol dependency will say the same thing. It's incredibly difficult to stop because it makes you feel so good. If you ever find yourself feeling an element of shame along with your drinking habits, that's a big red flag. If I'm being totally honest here, when I was dealing with this, I would be sneaking sips of whiskey before my boyfriend would come home or when he was in the other room or whatever. I would literally sneak swigs out of a bottle of Jack Daniels so that he wouldn't see me and wouldn't know because I knew deep down that it wasn't healthy or right for me to be drinking so much. So I would drink a normal amount with him and sneak the extra that I needed to feel numb in secret. If you find yourself feeling ashamed of your habit, it's most likely because you subconsciously know that something is wrong. Your brain will waste no time trying to justify it to yourself, and that's why I say it's hard to realize when this is happening in the moment, but it's important to look out for those subtle cues that indicate that part of you knows what you're doing isn't right. It's important to know what you need, whether you're confident in your ability to cut back on your own, whether you need professional help or different types of support, like from family or friends, anything like that. Everyone is different and everyone's relationship with alcohol is complicated. There's no one way to fix it and I would highly recommend seeing a professional. It's so much easier to get through these things when you're not battling it alone. Going through something like this is incredibly hard and I really don't think I would have stopped as soon as I did if I didn't have to. Luckily, I did have to, so now the thought of drinking so much that I'm drunk or having a hangover is just not appealing to me at all all (laughs) and that might change in the future and this is something that i'll always have to keep a close eye on alcoholism runs in my family so i guess i should have expected this um but it can really happen to anyone uh under the right circumstances hopefully this has been helpful to any of you who might be struggling with this and maybe even if you're not struggling it's been helpful to hear this story and know what concerning signs to look out for in the future It is completely possible to struggle with things like this in silence, all while being a completely normal and functioning member of society. And with that, I think I'm going to wrap this up, our first episode. It was great to chat with you guys, all three of you, probably. (laughs) But hopefully something that you heard in this episode was interesting or helpful, or maybe it just helped you feel more compassionate towards other people in your life and what they might be dealing with behind the scenes. But definitely let me know what you thought and what else you'd like to hear from me. As for this podcast, I'm not sure how often I'm going to upload. I'm not holding myself to anything, like I said, because I'm just doing this for fun. And of course, of course, to give you all the advice you certainly 
didn't ask for. See y'all next time.